the yearbook sportscast i'm your host doug you can find this podcast on many platforms and basically i think all the big ones although yes we didn't sign the thing so i'm not sure that's true anymore i'm not sure you can actually hear this well we always have says in the yearbook at hotmail.com which is the full name of the podcast says in the yearbook uh we still have that Although that's only for emailing. So American women are getting really, really good in Olympic cross-country skiing. Nice timing movie Olympic Dreams, which is about an also-ran American female cross-country skier. Olympic Dreams is a lot better than it sounds. Unless it sounded really good, then it's as good as it sounds. The movie's pitch probably was you can't go wrong when the Winter Olympic cross-country skier is being played by a Summer Olympic runner. Seriously, though, it's good, unless you don't like Nick Kroll. Alabama did not just overwhelm Ohio State to win the football national championship. First, in the first half, the tide turned the tide with an illegal play. Isn't this how this stuff always happens? It starts with rule-breaking. One of Alabama's best players, defensive back Jordan Battle, was ejected after a vicious High hit against an Ohio State receiver. That gave the Buckeyes unbelievable field position, first and goal, and a platinum chance to tie up the game. But Alabama held, and Ohio State settled for a field goal for a four-point Alabama lead. The Crimson Tide then immediately took an 11-point lead, held OSU again, and the Tide then immediately took an 18-point lead. Game eventually over. The ejection was a turning point, but Alabama won overall by using a strategy that great teams across many sports have used for years, and that is they could adjust and play any type of game that Ohio State wanted to play. Alabama used super speed and had backs and receivers unbelievably wide open for easy catches. The Buckeyes, who were also loaded with unbelievable speed, tightened up and draped themselves all over the tides, backs, and receivers, but then Alabama just made unbelievable throws and catches in tiny, tiny, tight spaces. The Buckeyes got fast and physical against Alabama's run game, but tied players repeatedly broke tackles and dragged tacklers and turned two-yard losses into six-yard gains. This goes beyond the tied players are really good. This is some combination of great force of will, great weight training, and great coaching. The late University of Washington coach Don James told Sports Illustrated years and years and years and years and years ago, you can't just fire up players with an awesome pep talk before the game. You have to motivate them every single day. If you just give them the pep talk right before the game starts, it'll wear off before the players even take the field. That reminds me of modern-day Alabama, which is so properly motivated, they can play any style that you want to play. The NFL Nickelodeon game. Yeah, I watched some of it to see what they were doing, and they did a nice job explaining the game. Some of the players' bios were cool, and the end zone slime. Although there was no mention of as told by Ginger, not one. But it seems like a lot of football writers... Loved the Nickelodeon game because Bears Saints didn't take itself too seriously. And it was entertaining if you didn't care about either team. But as a regular 96-year-old fan, I think the distractions got too distracting. There came a time when I wanted actual close-ups of replays and tackles. So I wound up watching CBS and Tony Romo. It's true. The NFL could use a lot more entertaining color commentators like Akib Tlaib and unlike Tony Romo. And that by itself would make the games more fun. Not for kids. 
I'm talking about 96-year-old fans. And Fox's regular, they already use them, comic book animations are pretty cool, just like a slimy end zone already. It's especially cool when you're watching Fox games to see how unexpected it was for a particular guy to score a touchdown because he scores and Fox has no graphic for him. So... I think football writers who might be jaded in some ways got more excited than fans who were actually invested in the game. But like I said, Nickelodeon did a good job. The only real complaints were a lack of good close-ups of the action. Supposedly, Nickelodeon needed more wide shots to fit their graphics in. Uh, And the sometimes really, really, really strained comparisons of things. Hey, kids, a block in the back is like your first love. Because you're in the cafeteria at school and you get blocked in the back. The ratings for the game, by the way, were good. But there were a lot of interested adults who watched. So it's unclear how many kids actually watched the game, which was the whole point. The return of the NHL with all of its divisions named after corporate sponsors. So your team might be playing in the Jimmy Dean's West Division. Unfortunately, Jimmy Dean's is not one of the sponsors, but that is the format for how all the NHL divisions are named this season. The COVID damaged the NHL's finances, and the league wasn't NFL-rich to begin with. So this is absolutely, completely understandable. Do we want games or not? Don't answer that. But you know this temporary move is going to be permanent. For the record... I'm still distracted by the tiny sponsors on NBA jerseys. Jimmy Deans. I like those muffin sandwiches. They're not a real sponsor, 